Hey everyone, welcome to Faith Brook Church. I am so excited we get to worship together both on site and online. If we haven't had the chance to meet yet, my name is Mike and I serve as a Connections Pastor here on staff. If you are a guest with us this morning, I especially want to welcome you and thank you for taking time out of your weekend to join in. In fact, if you would reach into the seat back in front of you, grab a blue connection card, take a few moments, fill it out, and at the end of the service, you can drop it off in one of the giving boxes as you leave. Additionally, you can also go to faithbrook.church forward slash guest and fill out a connection card there as well. Now, two things happen when we receive a connection card. First, we make a small donation to Cross Food Shelf in a way to make a hopefully make a big impact within our community. And second, we like to follow up with you and just thank you for joining in this weekend. So I look forward to connecting with you. Well, we have a great rest of the service happening today. In fact, we are kicking off a brand new series today called Superpower. In fact, in a few moments, we're going to hear a message from our lead pastor, Jim. But before we get there, I wanted to share a small update with you. As we know, living here in Minnesota, we have a lot of unpredictable weather and that forced us to move the date of our bikes and barbecue from last Tuesday to this Tuesday. So I just want to let you know that we're having it ha uh, this event this Tuesday, May 24th at 6 p.m. right here on campus, rain or shine. Now this is a fantastic event because not only will we get to eat yummy f barbecue food, but also we can have some fun as well. And the best part about this is that all the proceeds are going to go to raise funds for our youth events and our youth camps so that they can have money for their extracurricular events. So the best way to sign up is to go to the Church Center app on your mobile device. You can find that in your app store and it takes just a few moments to get set up. And once you do, you just go to the bottom of the screen, tap on events and you can sign up for bikes and barbecue. Additionally, you can go to our church website at faithbrook.church and you can click on events at the top of the screen and sign up there as well. So I look forward to seeing you on Tuesday at 6 p.m., having some good fun and eating some good food as well. Well, this time, as we continue in worship, let's welcome our lead pastor, Jim. Well, for a long time, America's had a love affair with superheroes. We like those guys or women from the comic books to the modern movies today. And uh, these superheroes traverse around the world to do incredible feats to save the day. And I think what's kind of attracting to these, to these superheroes is that they each have unique superpowers. You ever notice that? Kind of special powers that kind of show up. And this has kind of brought this notion in America today about asking one another, what is your superpower? What is unique about you? And, and some might have some talents or some passions or some experiences that's your superpower. Now, if you are a follower of Christ, did you know that you also have a superpower? And that power is about prayer. Well, before we get there, I just want to welcome you. Hey, uh, it's good to have you on this Sunday morning. Maybe you're viewing us uh, online. Welcome, worship. I'm excited about this Tuesday as we uh, chow down on some barbecue, have some fun on our nice grass out there. If you can bring a bike, great. If you can't, there's going to be some other things. It's going to be a great uh, time. So we are entering into a new series called Superpower. It's really discovering the power of prayer how prayer can affect us personally and it can impact our, our circumstances and even some friends or worldwide events. 
Now, I don't have to tell you that, that prayer really is, is the ability to connect with, with God, right? It's this, this vertical kind of a communication. It starts with the spirit. And in our soul, we are trying to speak or listen, maybe reflect, maybe intercede of, of this, this dynamic of this God power that can live within us. And this is not uncommon to Americans today. Uh, Barner Research Group did a survey a couple of years ago about how popular prayer is. They found that 81% of the people um, in a three-month time uh, at least prayed once to God. Uh, that, that's the good news. Now, when they drill down a little bit farther and say, how often you, do you do it um, ritualistic or is it important to your life, like daily? Only 31% said they prayed daily. And this should tell us something. Uh, why is this? Why aren't we praying more? Why aren't we engaging in this, this power, if you will, uh, this exercise? Well, uh, probably a lot of people don't see the value in it. Ah, it's a waste of time. Uh, it didn't matter. Um, God does, I don't even know if God is listening to my prayers or not, right? Some might confess that they're kind of intimidated by prayer. They're not sure how to do prayer. Prayer can be confusing, uh, let's face it, there's a lot of references in the Bible of prayers, praise, and then you go to this church or that church, so they're going to tell you, well, these are the prayers you need to pray, and this is how you need to pray, and there's all these layers of confusion, and so we just kind of not participate. We kind of avoid it a lot of times. But if we were really um, honest, we'd say the reason why we don't value prayer or participate prayer as much is, is just time. It does take some focus. It does take some attention. And, and hey, we're, we're busy people, and so we just kind of set it aside. So could, would you give me the ability to present a couple of ideas while this prayer, the superpower of those who follow Christ, if Christ is living within them, he said, yes, to Jesus come into my life, that it is important and that we should find the time, we should raise the level of this superpower that's available to us. Let me give you three ideas. Number one, prayer has always been essential to God's people. If you look back in especially biblical history, you'll find that prayer was super important. Now, the world, they don't really value prayer that much. They say, you know what's important to us. Our superpowers are our money. It's, it's our prestige. It's our education. It's our talents. It's our achievements. That's where our superpower is. But if you're a Christ follower, you say, oh, we have something that's more maybe invisible, that's spiritual, that's hidden within us, and that is this communications with God Almighty. It's a divine, supernatural ability to connect with him. Now, we see how essential this was throughout Christian history. You take, for instance, the first church ever started in Acts chapter 2. These were the, the new believers of, of Christ. You will see that they did four essential things for their first church. They said they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. They were hanging out together to breaking of bread. They believed in eating, right? And to prayer, right? They realized if they were going to survive, they were even going to thrive. There was not, it's going to be more than what they could cough up financially or advertise or market. It was going to be the supernatural, private, secret prayer weapon in their life to make it happen. Now, they got this from Christ's teaching. As Jesus was walking, talked a lot about prayer. 
He talks about, hey, when you pray, don't, don't go out there and be a show off with it. Hey, look how I pray. I'm so holy and mighty, right? No, find a private place he talked about. When the disciple says, well, God, Jesus, teach us how to pray, he, he gave him the Lord's Prayer, beautiful outline. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Just how holy and awesome you are, right? Your will be done uh, on earth that is in heaven. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. We, we got some needs, right? Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have hurt us and sinned against us, right? And lead us not into temptations. So prayer was a big deal to Christ in the early church. We, we look at their ancestors all the way back to Genesis and even uh, Moses. You see I, Elijah to Ezra. Uh, these iconic figures were engaging in this superpower to, to, to get a hold of God, the Almighty. We, we think of a, a guy, Daniel, in the Old Testament. He was notorious for having a, a really a bulletproof prayer life. He daily he would go to his window and he would look up to his God and, and pray and, and pray over the city. Well, he was in a, a city that didn't like God. It was a very secular, humanistic city that the only God they knew was the king. And for him to be praying to someone else, that was like they made it illegal, right? But he wouldn't give up. Pretty soon he got caught and he got thrown into a den of lions. They eaten alive. Everyone else got eaten alive. But God came through. He was delivered from the, the den of lions because he had this just incredible prayer life in him. It was so valuable and essential. You look at Psalms 116. This, this person who wrote 116, it was very personal to him. Uh, it was essential to him. The love of the Lord. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Something was going on in her life. Oh, God, I need your help. It was a cry, a prayer. Because he turned his ear towards me, I will call on him as long as I live. It was essential. Later in the New Testament, you see Christian leaders like James, if anyone is among you in trouble, let him pray. We need to pray. Uh, Paul, to the church in Romans, be joyful in hope. Uh, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Don't give up on your superpower. It's available. How many of us engage that? We, we see the, the church of Acts as God started working through them. Incredible things happened. They opened their lives up to this Holy Spirit that invaded them, infused them with this power. They started praying. Supernatural miracles started happening from, from sharing the word of God with unknown languages. They just started speaking in languages they didn't know to advance the gospel. Uh, they were sitting in prisons under persecution. They're praying. They're praying. Praising, all of a sudden the miracle of the doors fly open. They're released. People were hurting. People were sick, and they were praying for these people. And uh, there was deliverance. There was uh, lame people walking and blind seeing. It was incredible because they understood this supernatural power that was available for them as they prayed. Now, I wish I could tell you, say, hey, all you need to do is say a couple of words. It's kind of like, uh, you know, Spider-Man flipping out a web. It just, whoop, there's a supernatural or uh, su uh, Superman just jumping over a tall building, right? Well, it doesn't happen that quickly or that easily. But as we develop it, we learn, we appreciate it before you know it. God can be on the move through our lives, through the supernatural power that's available to us and that was essential to the church in the past. Now, also, I would give you the reason that prayer connects us to God. 
That's why it's so valuable. That's why uh, we need to participate in it personally. It can center us. Another writer in Psalms 147 understood the power of it when he says the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. So there's a calling, there's a nearness, there's an intimacy when we sink our life up. Man, the last I looked, the life is tough. Uh, being parents and, and just navigating all the decisions in life, it, it can kind of uh, whack us out and stuff. So when we take time to focus our life, come true in God, then we can take on the day and all the challenges. I appreciate Jesus' teaching in John 15. He wanted to teach this power of this this. This, this divine essence that can flow through us. He talked about an analogy of a vine and a branch, that he is the, the vine, we are the branches, stay connected. He used the word abiding or dwelling with him. This, this is the essence of, of praying. Now today, if he would say that in the Midwest, he'd probably say, like, I'm a, I'm a tree trunk, right? You are the branches, right? And that tree trunk is the stabilizer. It's the force. It's the strength. And inside that tree trunk is the sap that goes into all the branches branches, you stay in me. And in John 15, he talks about and ask and pray in my name for anything. It will be given to you because we are connected. So it helps us personally to stay strong. Uh, the Paul, Apostle Paul talks about staying in step with the spirit that takes some prayer. What's going on? What do you want me to hear? Uh, Peter talks about casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Well, where do we do that? We can do that in our prayer life. We can do that when we take time to say, God, I, I got some stresses going on. I don't know what's happening at work. I don't know what's happening in my family. I don't know what's happening in my body, but I can cast it. Would you take it before we know it? Uh, we're not as stressed. We've got to be centered, and it can help us. That's why it's so valuable. I've always been a kind of connoisseur or uh, just, I wouldn't say connoisseur, but I always kind of noted people that, that take yoga seriously. And I kind of appreciate yoga because really it's a matter of centering your life. Uh, the way I understand it, that you know, usually it's in the morning. People are stretching and bending over and they're trying to sync up and slow down and get, get relaxed and focus in life. And I believe the essence of it is, is that you're trying to uh, attach uh, uh, to the energy that's in you, right? And, and so you, you have this uh, strength within you. And, and I, I kind of appreciate that. Okay. But I would, I would counter that and say, you know, there's only so much energy and strength that we have within us. We are finite, right? But God offers an infinite energy in a spirit of love that can flow in and through us. And he's offering for us to take time, like plugging in an electric car, right? To take time to center in, to have a prayer life, to check off and let his love flow through us. And before we know it, if we have this engagement, this supernatural, many times more of a private time of prayer, it grows us and strengthens us. In fact, Mark Batterson, in his book, Circle Maker, said, prayers are prophecies. They are the best predictors of your spiritual future. Who you become is determined by how you pray. Ultimately, the transcripts of your prayers become the script of your life. It is in the quiet times. It's in the private orders of your life that we grow spiritually, and that takes some prayer. 
And I know sometimes we're not sure how to do that, how to find uh, time. Uh, next week, I'm going to invite you back. Pastor Peggy's going to give us some nuts and bolts. I just have some practicality of prayer, what that looks like and how you can implement that in your life. In two weeks, I'm going to be sharing about the complications of prayer. Because sometimes prayer doesn't uh, go as fast as we thought, and he feel like he doesn't hear us, and what if he says no, and, and what that, all those complications are. But this morning, we have to understand that if we engage God personally, it can change us. That's where the power is. We're listening and being transformed uh, in his principles and his truth. So we, he, we, we've seen it in history that's essential. We, we know that it helps us, and then it also, we can hear God in our prayers. He hears us. Now, I would submit to you, a lot of times, this is where we don't think he hears us, right? Well, we, we, we said it, we asked three times, and boom, it didn't happen, therefore he must be deaf. He doesn't pay attention. He doesn't care for us. Right. And, and a lot of times there's circumstances that come in our life or we look around us and we're like, where is God? Why is he intervening? And we can get uh, um, discouraged. We can get overwhelmed and back off from prayer. But God does hear our prayers. God understands our heart. He doesn't always just jump to it. It's kind of like a like a parent just because your your kid says, hey, mommy, daddy. It doesn't mean that you got to be there instantly every second. He he hears your voice, though, just like a parent hears their kid's voice. Uh, Peter wrote about this in the third chapter of first Peter for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayers. So we can't see God, but he's leaning into us. He's listening to your heart. He understands what you're going through and what you're petitioning for him. He, he loves us. And just because it's dark, just because there, we might not have instant results or we might feel that we're in a battle, uh, doesn't mean that doesn't surprise God. In fact, if you look at uh, some of the super, superhero stories, a lot of times they were overwhelmed, right? It was the villain. It was the evilness that would, would come and, and attack. And next thing you know, the superhero, he's down and looks like it's dark. He's not going to make it. But all of a sudden, he starts using his superpower to fight back. And eventually, he overcomes, and there is victory. The same with Christians. We have the superpower not to give up. That he is the promise keeper, right? The, the James talked about the, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. So let's engage that. The Lord is attentive to our ears. And next time we know what, or what, what, what seems unmovable or what's impossible to us, God can engage. So if this is true, right? If it's essential for God's people, and if you want to classify yourself and say, I'm a Christ follower, then I need to engage that. If it helps us personally, and then God does hear our prayers right, then what are we praying for? What, what, what should we be praying for? May I give you three suggestions to, to pray for? These are three things that I pray for, and I offer these to you and in, in to improve the value of your, your prayer life. Number one, it's okay to pray for yourself. Because it aligns us with God. Pray for yourself. <laughs> um, uh, take some time to say, man, what's going on in my life? Maybe there's some decisions you have to make. 
Uh, maybe there's things happening in your family dynamics, your, your work dynamics, and, and you need to just kind of offload that, right? Maybe there's some things you're worried about and say, God, uh, maybe there's some things physically, uh, mentally, that God, I, I'm not sure if I can handle this. And so that's his time to say, God, uh, I want to align myself with you. Uh, please help me. Sometimes we find that there's some character traits in us. There are some weaknesses that we're struggling with that, that show up, bubble up in maybe relationships or, or just our personality and stuff. And God wants to shape us. God wants to transform us. God wants to improve us, right? And so we have to, maybe for me, sometimes I'm like, okay, I, I got to stop doing this. I need to really focus on this, this goal personally that helped me professionally or, or in relationships with my family, with my kids, these things can all help us as we pray for ourselves. Remember, Jesus talked about, give us our daily bread, right? Forgive us, right? Forgive those who have hurt us. These are our personal prayers that we can pray for. And the second way I, I, one I would suggest to you is to pray for others. Pray for others who are hurting. Uh, um, the Apostle Paul uh, wrote to the Ephesian church. He says, and pray in the Spirit... And all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Okay, because there's a lot of things going on. All kinds of occasions and prayers could be small things, could be big things, right? Hey, uh, you know, uh, God, I lost my keys or I lost something. Will you help me? Uh, yesterday I was uh, struggling with a mechanic situation. I was about to lose my temper, right? And I'm praying, God, God, help me. Can you just help fix this, find this bolt kind of thing, right? All kinds of things. He also says, with this in mind, be alert, right? Why do we need to be alert? Because there's an evil one that wants to take us down. He has an agenda to kill, steal, and destroy. But God wants, has an agenda for your life to live abundantly in his peace and his power and his, his love, right? So we need to be alert for things. But here's the kicker here. Always be, keep on praying for the Lord's people. To Lord's people. Uh, so so you, you might not know this, but a lot of people are hurting. Um, there are things happening in people's lives that they're up against. It could be physical things. It could be a family matter. It could be a, a professional manner, right? And they need someone in their corner. And they need someone to maybe back them and say, man, I'm praying for you. So, you know, who are you praying for? Does anybody in your family need prayer or anyone in your church? It's so easy for people to kind of shrink back and just keep their issues by themselves and maybe uh, don't share anything. And, and, but maybe we need to be a little bit more proactive. How's it going? How, how's your life? Anything I can pray for you about? Here at Faithbrook, we have a, um, a prayer ministry, a team. There's 40 people who are willing to, to pray. Pastor Peggy kind of leads the charge on that. And every week she sends out an email. Hey, here are four or five things that we're praying for. Probably two of those is like, hey, someone's got cancer or someone's grieving. And, and would you just pray? And we've seen good results. Uh, people have been healed. People have pushed through and, and, and recovered from, from things because they're praying. If, if you would like to be part of the, the prayer ministry, you're welcome to take a red card 
that's in front of you in the chair. Just write your name on that. <clears throat> uh, put a prayer chain. Put it in our offering box there, and Pastor Peggy will get back with you, give them your, your email, whatever, and just set you up to be on this, this prayer team to make a difference because we need to be praying for each other and lifting each other up. I'm, I'm personally praying for two godly people that are battling pancreatic cancer, right? It's overwhelming, but I'm, I'm telling them and I'm promising them I'm battling for you. I'm interceding. Uh, Paul continues to, to encourage this. In fact, in 1 Timothy, he says, man, I want men everywhere to pray. I want men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands. Paul didn't say, I want the women to pray, because women are usually notorious for praying. But what if men got really serious about praying? You know, a lot of times we're notorious for, you know, mowing the grass, making some money, right, uh, sports or whatever. But what if we say, man, I'm going I'm to raise the level of priority in my life for prayer. I'm thankful for men in my life that have prayed for me. I got a, a good father who's always uh, prayed for me. He's, he just turned 90 last year. 30 years ago, we left, uh, me and my wife left, and, and for, for all those times, we, we periodically seen each other. We call weekly, you know, and one of the things he's always said is, Jim, I'm praying for you. But that's such an assurance for me, right? That someone's praying, my dad is praying for me. Well, now I have two boys of my own, right? And I'm making my personal promise that I'm going to be the guy in his, their corner. One day my dad is going to pass, right? And I'm going to be the old man. And I'm going to be praying for these guys. And then they're going to have kids. Will they know that their papa is praying for them? I got one in my, my Montana that I'm praying for. I got one still in my home I'm praying for, right? Be mighty men of God. Who are you praying? What family member are you willing to lean into? And don't forget, these prayers count. God hears them. God is working. In fact, some researchers with the Heritage Foundation many years ago, looked at, uh, is it true that prayer makes a difference, especially when it comes to healing? So they took some case studies in some hospitals, and they took some patients and said, you're in the hospital, and, and uh, we're going to have you, you uh, have no one pray for you, no spiritualism, uh, anything like that. But another set of patients, we're going to have people praying for you and just bring some spiritualism, Christianity in your, in your life, right? And they looked at over the months, you know, was there a difference? And sure enough, it was remarkable that there was a much better rate of recovery and, and health in the people that were being prayed for. They can't exactly uh, define exactly what God was intervening, but the hospitals and even medical institutions understand that that's valuable, and it is true. In fact, you go to most medical schools, there's at least a lesson or some curriculum that include the power of spiritualism uh, and the power, we would say, the power of Christ that can heal bodies. Most hospitals invest in full-time chaplains. They, in, they encourage clergy and pastors and people to pray because they've seen those patients get better because there is evidence that prayer matters and makes a difference. So let's, I would suggest, pray for others. Who are you you're praying for? And then thirdly, is pray for big things. Pray for a big thing. This, a lot of times, we're not used to this. This makes us a little bit uncomfortable, right? But if it's true that there's a supernatural divine power that can live within us, that we can exercise, right, then some miracles could maybe happen. Is, what if you said to Superman, man, we have equipped you with you know, these laser eyes and, and uh, feats and speed and strength, but all we want you to do is just kind of like leap up into 
to the trees and pull out the, the trapped cat, you know. It's like, no, man, I'm built for bigger than that. You're built for bigger than that. So what big things are you praying for? You look back at the, the Bible, you take, for instance, Moses, right? Moses had to pray for some big things. He's like, man, this, this nation's in trouble. Uh, we're, we're trapped here, and, and we need some deliverance. And he starts petitioning and praying, and God says, stand down. Stand strong and see the deliverance of the Lord. And sure enough, that Red Sea parted. You go to Joshua. He says, God, I know that you want us to get us the promised land, but there's a giant city there, that fortress, Jericho, and they got these mammoth walls. I'm not sure how we're going to get through that fortress. God says, start praying. I'm going to just start marching. I want you to march around six days. Don't give up, man. And sure enough, God comes through, and those walls come tumbling down. Everywhere you see some big prayers from Elijah to Ezra. Um, and you think of New Testament, little Mary. Here's this teenage girl. Here comes an angel and says, guess what? It's your lucky day. You've been deemed to be the birth mother of the Messiah, uh, son of God. No big deal, right? She's like, what are you talking about? Uh, that's, that's crazy, right? Well, we need you to do this. And what did she pray? She said, may, may it be unto me. In other words, that little simple prayer was, I don't know how I'm going to do this, right? <laughs> this is going to be a big deal, but may it be unto me. I'm willing if you help me. And she was praying for big things. See, God is looking for his followers who love him or following him to believe in the supernatural power. There's a story in Matthew 21, and, and he, you know, Jesus is trying to raise up these rough kind of a disciple guys and, and equip them, um, um, onboard them to everything he knows. And, and so it tells us that one day he's in the courts, and he's hungry, and he's trying to get a fig from a fig tree. And this fig tree is not producing much free fruit, and evidently he gets uh, um, irritated with it. And so he curses the tree. And the disciples kind of see it, but they move on, and no big deal, whatever. The next day they come, and they notice that this tree is all wilting. It's, it's like dying. And it's dawning on them, like, yeah, he just cursed that tree, prayed against it, and boom, it's dead. And, and, and they ask about it, and then Jesus sees this great example about that the, that the impossible can be possible. And so he, he shares this in Matthew 21. Truly I tell you, if you have the faith and do not doubt... Not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and it will be done. If you have that faith, if you have that prayer, God, I'm, I'm looking for big things. Now, Jesus, this wasn't a technical a prayer, but, but it was a principle to think big and to pray big. He's not saying that literally there's just going to be the mountain of earth that's going to be lifted off and, and moved. What he's trying to tell them that there are some principalities, there are some things out there that, that seem to be impossible. They're, they're unmovable, but through the power of him, through prayer, ask, don't doubt, believe, and see it happen. See, I believe that God's looking for Christ's followers to engage the superpower. He's looking for faith. He's looking for courage. In fact, I was inspired by this book by Mark Batterson, right? The Circle Maker. And he says this, bold prayers honor God, and God honors bold prayers. So what bold prayers are we praying? God isn't offended by your biggest dreams or boldest prayers. He's offended by anything less. If your prayers aren't impossible to you, they're insulting to God. He's like, well, don't, don't pray to me. Don't, don't, don't ask me if you can do it yourself. But when, when things are much bigger that we can't control, that's where God engages. Like, yes, let's, let's go for this, right? You think of some big things that are epic. 
You, you think about America, uh, the past revivals or awakenings, spiritual awakenings. Well, all these were birthed in the saints praying that God will awaken. Do you think we need kind of need a, a renaissance today, a, a moral renaissance in America? How many of us get so tired of all the crime and the hate and the racism and the division and sexual perversions, right? We desperately need God to intervene and bring a renaissance that's more than just self, that it can be something transcendent, that it can be the old-fashioned God Almighty that can help America. But that seems overwhelming. But what if we prayed that way? Uh, What if we came together? You know, I'm privileged to tell you that today that, that Faithbrook, you don't mind I know this, but we're attached to this, this movement called the Church of the Nazarene. And there are Nazarene people, 2.6 million uh, partners around the, the world. We got about, we're just one of about 30,000 different Nazarene churches, right? In America, there's probably 12,000 of us. Well, that means there are probably half a million partners, members in this Church of the Nazarene. And this, this spring, we're all praying for the same thing. We're, we're, we're praying for God to protect us because we know that we are in a different season in America, right? We're praying for God to reveal us his will, church in general. We're praying for God to, to direct us, right? But what if we came together and we prayed, God, protect us. Reveal yourself to us. Give us divine direction. Could there be an awakening? Could there be a change? Well, that, that sometimes that seems overwhelming. It's like, well, yeah, it's not so big. We couldn't change America, and who are we, right? And, and next thing you know, we're always kind of leaning into our feelings. But God always tells us, man, I want you to lean into your faith. I want you to lean into me. I'm the one that has the power. Here's the truth that nothing is impossible with me. Where could we change? And sometimes it involves even, um, it could involve incredible medical dilemmas, right? Uh, Predicaments. It can even to world events. Personally, I'm praying against uh, Putin, right? I, I think the guy is just an egomaniac, and he is doing some evil things. How dare him just kind of encroach in, in, in on this country, lobbing in all these bombs. There's a horrific amount of, of death and misery over there, right? So I can't do anything about it. I, I can't. I don't know anything about it. I can't talk to Putin, right? But, man, I'm praying against him. I'm praying that he be pushed back, and there would be some peace and civility there and these poor uh, Ukrainians. I know you might be saying, well, Jim, that's kind, of, that's kind of crazy, right? Why are you praying that big? Who are you, right? Uh, but my faith tells us, man, petition God for big things. Uh, personally, uh, I, I know that, that many people around this church uh, don't know Christ Jesus. I personally believe that at the end of the day, when we come to the end of our life, there will be an eternal life. Who's going to share that with them? Who, who's going to share the, the good news of, of Jesus' principles can help us in our marriages to our parenting, right? Our temperaments, our, our navigation of our professional and private lives. It's all stuck in that Bible. So I'm praying, God, would you help Facebook, man, to be a miracle church? May, may our impact of, of reaching people and ministering to our neighbors and, and a good neighbor who you are admit one day we would be a household name people would be like well I, I, I've heard of Faithbrook Church yeah uh, my, my brother goes there with his wife and their kids they love it and the teenagers go in there and I got some classmates they go to Faithbrook right and they helped our neighborhood last week and the city loves them because they are a presence they are a power man, man that, that's, that's hard to pray for right but I'm praying for that I can't do it myself 
I, I, I'm just not that handsome enough, right? I, I'm just not that talented enough, right? But God's supernatural power can move through this church. It's, it's uh, audacious prayers, right, that impact people. Uh, next year, we're going to a, a, a church new year. We're praying for 25. I'm personally praying for 25 people to say, man, I need Jesus, and say yes. I'm praying half of those people would be baptized. Uh, wow, we live in secular days. Yeah, I know that, okay? But I know who my God is. And personally, uh, that's, that's on my list, right? My big prayers. There's some things in, maybe in my family life or some other issues, man, that I need God to intervene. And he is able to do that. I'll never forget when I was introduced to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, that says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably, immeasurably more than what we could ask. We're talking about prayer. Or imagine, according to what? His power. The supernatural, divine power that has worked where? Within us. My friends, don't neglect your superpower. Don't neglect your superpower because it is in you. This, the Greek is dunamis that lives within you. Remember what the uncle said to young Spider-Man? The, young, the uncle said to, to Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Great power comes great responsibility. So if there's a power that we can pray through and in through God, then God's asking us to step up and you have the responsibility not to neglect it, but to engage it. So once again, what are the things you're praying for? Are you going to raise the value of it? Make some time. I would suggest that you pray for yourself. What needs to change in your life? What do you need to remember in your life, right? I would ask you to pray for some others. Do you have a little list? You can maybe put in a prayer journal, or you can put it on your phone under notes. These are the things I'm praying. And thirdly, is there any big God things that seem so impossible, right? Maybe there's someone that's in their life that just needs a, a physical uh, a miracle. Maybe there's a marriage that's at the end of the rope that needs a, a miraculous intervention, right? Maybe there's something, and especially in America, right, that there would be an intervention, a moral awakening, a spiritual awakening. We can pray. Well, there's a song out there that's been inspiring me. It's by C.C. Winan. I think it, got a, it won a Grammy this year. And every time I hear the song, it sets me back. It reminds me, man, Jim, you got to be engaging the big things. Don't, don't neglect it. Go for it. What are the big things? So I'm gonna, we're going to play this song for you. And, and maybe as you're listening and watching this, this song, that God inspires you to write a couple of, of prayer requests, maybe some big things, maybe some small things, and to believe for the possible, to believe that he can move mountains. So let's just, sink, let's just soak up this song and let him speak to you about your prayer life and some things that seem maybe impossible for you. Mighty God, we stand before you in awe. Help us, help us increase our passion and our, the value of prayer in our life. For God, if you created this beautiful world and you would be willing to send your son and go through the crucifixion, and raised from the dead, God, how much more are you, did you send your spirit to live within us? So help us not neglect the super power that lives within us for, and we can exercise through prayer. There might be some people here that know some very difficult things in their life, maybe physically, maybe mentally, 
There are some family members that are up against it. They need a miracle. Maybe there's situations financially. Maybe there's situations civilly, God, that we need you to, to, to intervene. Oh, God, help us not to give up. That you can break the unbreakable. You can do the impossible. You can move the unmovable, God. Raise the level of our faith. We need you more than ever. Help us never forget this as we go out and participate in just a powerful move of prayer. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for viewing us online. Thank you for coming today. God bless you. Have a great week.